0: This episode of the PC Perspective Podcast is brought to you by Casper, an online retailer of premium mattresses for a fraction of the price, because everyone deserves a great night's sleep. Get $50 off any mattress purchase by visiting casper.com slash PCPer and enter code PCPer. Hey everybody, welcome to the PC Perspective Podcast. This is episode 383 being recorded on January 20th, 2016. I'm Ryan
1: Schreit. I'm Jeremy Hallstrom.
0: i I I'm Josh Friff. And I'm Alan Molentano, and Josh is already stuttering. Josh's reboot of Cable Boat apparently solved zero things. <sighs> Yay. Uh, but also, well,
2: it's fucking not, and everybody in Laramie is streaming
1: Netflix.
0: So, seven people are streaming Netflix, and yes. the internet can't handle it.
1: Well, there's only the one cable.
0: Right, that's true, yeah. The access for Laramie is just an ISD line. ISD line. <laughs> 128K or 256? 256. All right, so it's a dual line. Yeah. It's a dual line thing. Um, uh, think about this, guys. We're almost through 112th of 2016. Yeah. It's annoying. Kind of, it's kind of stupid when you put it that way, right? Like, That's, we're kind of, we are two thirds of the way through 112th uh, of 2016. Don't make it go by that fast. Yeah. We just uh, got here, damn it. Uh, no, no. Now it's, we're 20 days in. Uh, That's like almost three full weeks. Yeah, yeah. CES happened, uh, other things happened. I went to Oklahoma City. Oof. <laughs> hey, but you know what? I saw two people who recognized me from the podcast while I was in Oklahoma City. That's cool. Yeah, I go to Oklahoma what City. What kind of more. event was this where you saw people that saw uh, One of them picked us up. Uh, it was an Uber driver. An Uber driver that yeah. watches the podcast. I got in the front seat. Uh, his name was Joshua. And uh, he. it was, of course, all the other guys that I was with made fun of me the rest of the night. But he's like, you're Ryan Shroud. I was like, yeah. And so I was like, well, this guy obviously knows me because I ordered an Uber. Yeah. And so it's got my name and stuff on it, right? He's like, yeah, sure. He's like, I just finished listening to your podcast, and he, you know, had all the stuff on there. That was pretty cool. And then uh, going through TSA pre-check, a guy who uh, works who was traveling through Oklahoma City because his parents live there, saw me and, and said hi and yeah, cool. So that was cool. That's uh, that's more people in Oklahoma City than I expected to know. To be perfectly honest,
3: maybe that's the hotbed of PC per podcast
0: listening. I you know what? I, my metrics for the podcast downloads go by country, not by state, but oh. clearly I need to get a little bit more granular in uh, how that stuff is, uh, is laid out because yeah, yeah who knew? who knew? Uh, you know Because the thought would have been like, well, if you go to San Francisco, the higher you'd probably have a higher per capita people who know what it is, but then you think, yeah. there's way more people in San Francisco also yeah, than Oklahoma City, so th- maybe that's not the case. Um, hmm. But it was interesting nonetheless. So, welcome to the show, guys. Uh, this is our 383rd episode. I already said that. Uh, we record the show live on Wednesdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7, 7 p.m. Pacific at slash live. You can go there, you can watch the live stream, you can hang out and talk in the chat, you can ask us questions. We kind of pay attention to the chat every once in a while uh, to see what's going on. Uh, and also, if you need a little reminder, if you say, hey, you know what, that sounds like something I'd like to tune into. But uh, you know, I, I got a busy schedule. Sometimes it's hard for remember Wednesday nights at 10 p.m. 7 p.m. Pacific, 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific. So if you go to pcpro.com/slash subscribe, you get this little page here. Um, it asks for your name and your email address. It signs you up for a mailing list. We'll send you an email anywhere between 45 minutes to two hours before our our standard podcast live streams. And if we're going to do something unique, like uh, next Thursday, we're going to do a. Um, a racing live stream, we're going to give away uh, a couple of prizes. Um, then we usually send that email like the day before as well, mm-hmm. just so you get a little bit more heads up for a unique scheduled item. Um, so PCPur.com slash subscribe for that. And then I did want to give a quick update um, on our Patreon that is ongoing. If you missed last week's episode, you may not know uh, that we are indeed running a Patreon at, at Patreon.com slash PCPur. It's P A T R E O N. Dot com uh and this is what that page looks like um so far i think we've had pretty good momentum in the first week we launched it last wednesday we've got 208 people who have uh contributed to the campaign up to 1400 dollars per month um you can see there our next goal at two thousand dollars lets us bring on a kind of another person in a part-time-ish status or bringing somebody from part-time-ish to more full-time-ish in very non-specific mannerisms there um Super excited about the support we've gotten so far. 208 people is a lot. It's a significantly lower number than people who download or listen to the show. So we're trying to get closer to that number. Yeah. Um, obviously, not everybody's going to be able to, and that's cool. Um, but uh, if you have that capability and you want to read about why we're doing a Patreon campaign, uh, I encourage you to go to patreon.com. And I did uh, list the, uh, the milestones at the bottom here. Um, because the new iteration of the Patreon page doesn't do it. So 2,000 is kind of like bringing in new blood. 3,000 is when we do the PC per mailbag on a weekly show. So that's we'll, we'll do like a full Q&A show. You email, tweet, Facebook message us, questions. We t- pick a handful every week, do another show, uh, and, and uh, do that in a pre-recorded or live fashion, we've not really decided how, but we would do that. Uh, At 5,000, we would do another new weekly show where we'd do some dumb gaming thing every week where it could be, (laughs) it could be, high-end PC gaming it could be like uh, uh, mainstream PC gaming it could be console gaming if we find something funny we want to do or you know hey we're going to test out this new wheel or this new Steam controller and see how bad we are like I've always wanted to do like one-on-one CSGO where one person's on a keyboard and mouse and somebody else is using the Steam controller Ugh. and say so, now what can you how good can you get in an hour if, I can if, still kill you if, if, yes I'm sure uh... Wait, wait wait with the controller yeah no, I, I think it'd think be pretty good. bad. See, see that's, I, how, that's what we want to do. We want to set up that video because I don't think... It takes some time to get really good I think on I would planet. be able to nope. do a 10 to 1 KD ratio nope. against Ken nope. if he had to use a Steam controller. No, you're awful. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. I still think it'd be better than nope. me with that controller. Even as awful as he is on a mouse compared to... Yeah,
4: Ryan is awful, so no matter what, I will be able to shoot him oh. is my
0: hypothesis. Shoot right. but not kill. That's what I'm going with. It's kind uh, of 6,000 is a uh, retro hardware video series, and then uh, 70,000 is no more ads ever. Not seven. Not seven, no. There was a little bit of confusion in that regard. It's 70. 70. And I, I, I tried to guilt people in. I posted this picture of my daughter as well, which I thought was pretty funny. Yeah, I um, called you on it saying that's not fair. Yeah, and I don't. I don't disagree. Uh, this is her waiting in line at the DMV with me, by the way. So the fact that she What was...
1: exactly is that
0: she's in? <laughs> so uh, it's, a see, it's, a <laughs> it's a car seat. It's um, oh, a hollowed-out Teletubby. It's a car seat. I understand it's, that. It's a normal bit, car seat. And then the, pink. the the pink thing is, uh, what do they call it? It's called a cozy cover, and it covers the front... The whole car seat. The whole car seat. Yeah. Right? And then it's got a zip, you know, the zip part here. That makes it into a tent. Makes it into a tent. Yes, exactly. Yep. So that when it's really, really cold outside... You know, she's kind of covered. It's basically an alternative to like covering a car seat with a blanket, yeah, essentially. But this is just a little bit more, or and, and actually, it's kind of a pain in the ass because it doesn't quite fit the car seat perfectly, and it's like too taut in some areas, like where it come up on one corner. Uh, but you know, you know, I didn't make the purchase decision, so all right, there you go. So Patreon.com/PCPer. Thank you guys for those of you who have supported already, and for anybody that considers it, uh, we appreciate it. So now. On to the content at hand. Let's get into some reviews. First up, we're going to talk about the Acer Predator X34. This is a curved 34-inch IPS, 3440 by 1440 G-Sync, 100 hertz maximum refresh rate display. Oh, 100 hertz. There's so many specs that go into these monitors now. Um, I like that 100 number. It was interesting. I was having a conversation uh, with Leo from Twit mm-hmm. the other day. And uh, we're working on our project together. And he's like, we want to bring some people in to talk about certain things. He's like, you know, maybe monitors isn't really your forte. And I was like, look. What? F- monitors have <laughs> been my entire forte for like the last <laughs> six months. Which is like I know more about those than anything. Send him a picture of the recently. shelf. Yeah, no joke. Of all the monitors. Um, so this is the uh, – essentially this is the G-Sync version of the Acer XR341CK, which was a FreeSync 34-inch widescreen, 3440 by 1440 monitor. But one of the specs was different, right? The So here's what's odd about it. The default spec of this display is out-of-the-box 60 hertz refresh rate. The FreeSync monitor was out-of-the-box 75 hertz mm-hmm. refresh rate. The difference is this monitor can be overclocked, with air quotes, to 100 hertz. And you do that... And just the way we've seen it in the 165 overclockable Acer and Asus monitors, where you go into the OSD, you say go into a menu setting and say, what's the new maximum refresh rate? And you go up to the maximum, and then you hit reset. And it shows up in the Windows now as a new... Yeah, it, it like disconnects and reconnects. Yeah, and now system. when you go into Windows, it shows it as having a maximum of 100 hertz refresh rate. Yep. It's odd that... It has a different EDIDS. Yeah, so. we, would, we would assume that this is the same panel that was in both monitors. Oh, yeah. So it's odd that one ships out of the box 60, one ships out of the box 75. Yep. But the one that ships 60 can go up to 100.
3: I, I, I was. I, they probably should have just made the other ones default 75 because that's just like the maximum. Um, like it's the equivalent of the pixel rate of like Cinema 4K at 60. Right. Which is just like kind of like the max bandwidth. Yeah. Like, you know, yeah. once you get past that 75 hertz at that resolution, then you're into. Uh, new territory where you have to have like don't you have to have like a different uh, like a subset of GPUs like you to have run to run a 100? Yeah, you have to go newer I think by a little bit because the display port is I don't pushing. think so. I think it's just
0: DP 1.2. So anything that would really? just support DP 1.2 should be able to do it. I thought there was some kind of like I don't know. I didn't I haven't seen anything that talked about a d- right. not like kind of expected difference yeah. in it. I didn't but, know if it
3: was like maxwell limited or something. So
0: those types of things aside, the monitors are pretty much identical. The, the design is a little bit different on the X 34, the predator X 34, besides having a much better name than the other monitor yeah, as predator X 34 versus XR three, four one CK. Yeah. Which I think I take credit for that because when Acer first sent us the information, it was the XR three, four one CK in the XR three, four one ckg or something like that. Yeah. Right. And it was, I was like, no, that's dumb. Everybody's going to get those confused. Uh, If you've never used a 21 by 9 aspect ratio monitor, it's 34 inches, you'll be impressed when you sit in front of it for the Mm -hmm. first time, especially if what you've used is like a 24-inch 1080p or something like that. If you had a 4K monitor or, you know, two 2560 by 1440s, it probably won't have the same effect on you. But if you're coming from a single display, I think this is really going to kind of pop out at you. Uh, same thing I said about the, the XR341 before it. Um, this one has, uh, in terms of display connectivity, it only has a single display port, a single HDMI 1.4a. Um, the only display port supports G-Sync. Mm-hmm. Uh, you still have the strip of LED lights underneath that you can configure to multiple colors, you can do patterns, you can do the kit. Back and forth. Knight Rider. Uh, Knight Rider slash Cylon effect if you want. It's got a four-port USB 3.0 hub. It's got a VESA mount. Uh, It's got a a decent OSD, although, man, do I hate the buttons on these monitors. Yeah. They are the worst. I really like that joystick on On the the Asus. On the Asus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Acer, everybody just needs to copy that and be done with it. Uh, Overdrive testing on it was okay but not great if you look at the screenshot um the one on the left is off middle normal right extreme so clearly off and extreme are the worst of those three options normal is the best of those three but it's still not great yeah they should have kind of turned it up a little bit yeah i would like it's like it was a little bit weak on the overdrive yeah yeah but Um, obviously extreme too much because you get some of the negative ghosting there And there there are are no other in-betweens no
3: Correct. So you just get those three. Unlike so. the
0: Asus one where you had zero, 20, 40, 60, 80, hundred. Yep. You had five settings. This one only has three. Um so I'd still consider this good, uh, but not it's not blowing us out of the water. There's room for improvement there. Uh for anybody else. Like Asus is coming out with I can't remember the name of their the the P G three four eight Q, I think. Is there thirty four inch? Oh, the equivalent of this yeah, one. Yeah, the one we saw at, at CES. Um pre calibration numbers are actually pretty good. Um it is basically extends outside of the bounds on green and yellow. Yeah. Is that right? That it's, uh, right?
3: This, it's basically the...
0: Yeah. But the Gamma actually started out yeah. good. But after calibration, it's like really, really good. Yeah. Uh, high quality screen there. Um, and if you want to download the profile, we supply that for you in our review. Uh, you can apply that to your own if you buy one of these. Viewing angle is pretty good. It is an IPS screen. So no complications. There's a curve. So you get a little bit of a, of a additional complication with it, but it's not really that big of a deal as a single user. Yeah. Like w- one thing, I'll, like it's hard to see in these images really, but there's kind of like a, uh, an arc from the bottom left-hand corner up towards the top down to the bottom right-hand corner of it just graying it just out behaves differently. Yeah. Like, just because of the curve though. I think well, I don't yeah. think it's an inherent screen. Yeah, issue. When you're off axis if you're looking at a dead on,
3: yeah, like it's perfect. It's just that it just behaves, you know, not right. as evenly as
0: a flat, monitor would you know as you're looking at it off to the side Um, in terms of light bleed I had had people send me tweets and a couple of emails but hey you know I had read about light bleed issues on these monitors on like new egg reviews or whatever yep um, for what it's worth, our sample had a little bit, but not much. So yeah. this is – it's going to be impossible for you to tell you. need to go to the website and look at the review and then blow up the full-size image to look at it because it looks like nothing in this as I look at it now, but it, there's actually a little tiny bit there. Yep. Um, and then I did this uh, artificial kind, kind of, of Photoshop editing, kind yeah. of uh, lowering the brightness thresholds for it. And so you can kind of see where I, – I don't know how to say this. I guess if there were any more – issues with shipment or defects like that would be where the light bleed would come from yes essentially right Mm -hmm. so you can kind of see in the top left hand corner and the top right hand corner interesting that that they're different shades of color yeah but Uh, I mean
3: like we were we were doing that with like all the lights out yeah and like you know if you have any kind of lighting in your room the bleed that we saw would probably be not noticeable right
0: now obviously everybody's unit's going to be a little bit different there because it is a build quality issue as right. much as it is a design issue sometimes yeah it's like um, you can you can just kind of pinch the edges of a display and sometimes you can change yeah. how that bleed happens. even like a really good monitor yeah, yeah. yep uh gaming it was on this as great as you would expect it's g-sync it works flawlessly yeah um 100 hertz refresh rate at that type of uh, resolution is awesome. Yeah. Uh, and you can tell a difference going from, like, a very noticeable difference going from 60 to 100, even on your desktop. Right? Yes. Yes. Moving windows, moving mouse cursors, that type of thing. Uh, you do need some significant GPU horsepower to, to power 30 for 40 by 1440. But again, the benefit of having G Sync is that if you don't have it, then that's fine. Right? Like, yep. you still tear free You, you can still... run 30 or 40. You yep. know, it's not great uh, in He's... terms of smooth, and, so, and not smoothest, smoothness, but in terms of just frame rate. Yep. Um, so your latency is going to be a little bit higher. Yep. But uh, smoothness and tearing won't, won't be an issue. The biggest problem oops, the biggest problem with this monitor is price. Uh, yeah. As I published this, it was $1,299, uh, I think, on Newegg and a little bit more on Amazon because it was out of stock. So only third-party resellers um, were, were, were shipping it. Um, the equivalent Acer XR341CK that has 75 hertz instead of 100 hertz refresh rate, that's really the only difference except for G-Sync, FreeSync. Yeah, performance uh, or compatibility is nine hundred and forty-one dollars. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's a uh, three hundred and fifty-dollar difference or so. Is that? Is, am I doing my math right here? Uh, no, three hundred. Yeah, three hundred fifty dollars difference or so between the two monitors. That's a lot. But that—that's a lot. Is there? Wait, there is a difference of refresh rate, seventy-five to one hundred hertz. Yeah, and that's really it. Other than one has G-Sync and one has FreeSync support. I think the hundred makes a big difference, though. This does not make a three hundred dollar difference. I don't. Yeah, I mean that's completely like unacceptable. That's twenty five percent or the, more. The
3: panel might cost more. Actually, we we don't know that it's the same exact panel. We, we don't, don't know that. And even either. if it
0: is the same panel, you would assume even if they're binning them that it would be more expensive to get one guaranteed to work at a hundred, right? Than seventy five. So but you've got still some extra because of G Sync and some extra because it's yeah. It's it's uh, it's very difficult for me. Like. Here's here's my kind of conclusion with this. It is my favorite monitor I've ever used. It's favorite also, single monitor. It's also one of the most expensive. And it's also <laughs> not just that it's the most expensive, it's just it seems unnecessarily expensive. Right. Right. If if the XR three forty one CK didn't exist, right, and we didn't have a 75 Hertz competitor that had a variable refresh, you kinda go, well, that's what you gotta pay yep. to get that 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 feature set. But since it does exist, you kinda go, well. That sucks. Yeah. But here's the problem: is I don't think people are going to be. Oh, well, it's three hundred fifty dollars more, so I'm going to get the other one and then up move to an AMD GPU, because then you're adding three hundred dollars to your cost to buy a new graphics card or whatever it happens yep. to be. Um, and, yeah. But um, that doesn't that doesn't make the price difference all right. No, but I'm saying it. It's not going to make anybody go to the other monitor. They may not choose this monitor at all. Yeah, now. but right. it might
4: make someone go to an AMD GPU next round because FreeSync monitors are twenty five percent less expensive. That's yes, the high end.
0: and cr- and even if you have an NVIDIA GeForce GPU today, you can buy the FreeSync monitor mm-hmm. and run it at seventy five hertz fixed refresh. Yeah, right. Not a variable refresh mode, and then when the Polaris GPUs come out, you can you'll have FreeSync support. Right. Yeah. If, th- if that if that's when you want to upgrade, if you don't want to upgrade today and spend the additional money, um, because. Obviously, the seventy-five versus hundred hertz difference is is noticeable, but it's not. I don't. I, I agree with Ken. I don't think it's three hundred fifty dollars noticeable. Yeah. Um, but and if somebody said you can have one monitor today and you don't have to pay for it, this would be it and there's, for me.
3: There's the other issue that the overdrive is not just sucks. as good as I would hope it to be at a hundred hertz.
0: Right. As well, I, I'm very eager to get a hold of the ASUS monitor the competitor to this and see how that does see what they do on price i don't imagine they're going to come in significantly less yeah um, but if they have better features if they have better overdrive if uh, maybe their screen can go to like 110 120 or something stupid like that it's just like it's you're, you're
3: not it wouldn't be so bad if you like you have to consider like the price is like almost double like just 25 by 14
0: a good twenty-five by fourteen, 14 G-sync monitor is going to be
3: right? seven hundred bucks. Yeah, like least, you're, getting think, close, you're getting close. You're yeah. getting close to double, right? And it's like, yeah, yeah, I agree. You know, and that's at one hundred and forty-four hertz or even one hundred and sixty-five hertz.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, not was wrong. there any mention of how curved it was? It is a six it's, degree. Yeah, I think. It's, it's, it's not a lot. It's okay. slight, um, which is I think preferable.
3: Yeah, I kind of have preferable. Oh, I have have something that kind of bugs me with any of those that are curved, even slightly curved ones is that if you're looking at them a little bit off mm-hmm. that the the backlight cuts away faster like it cuts a- away from the grid like the actual pixels yeah 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 are closer to the surface like there there's more distance between them and the backlight just the uh, diffuser right right so as you move your your head off of like off out from one edge. It almost looks like the screen is like losing a couple of rows you know what I mean like you, yeah like for it, me it shows mm-hmm. up as
0: like the icons in the corners yeah. look they like look they're, they're, they' look three like, they're, like they're off of the desktop.
3: yeah, it's like they're yeah. falling off of the screen yeah. in all actuality, like it's just that the backlight is not lighting them up anymore because the backlight ends and it's like got some distance right. behind it behind where the you know,
0: yeah, I don't. I don't yeah, that, that doesn't bother me. Um, and, and the effect and the coolness of having it as, as a curve is, is a plus for me. But I could see either way yeah. going on that. Um, so that's our review, the Acer Predator X34. Check that out. It's on PCPro.com. Obviously, we have a video on our YouTube channel as well. Uh, one thing before we go on to the next review, I will mention uh, on the Patreon thing. I totally forgot to mention this. Is the first milestone we crossed, or the second milestone we crossed, was a thousand dollar mark which would be we would finally do what people have asked us to do for a long time, which is to have a uh, video RSS feed. So starting with this week's podcast, we will include – we will have a downloadable video version of the podcast. So last week's we did a test run was what, can 1.5 gigs? Yep. So it's not a small file. That's 720p 2 megabit I think is what we did. Somewhere around there. Yeah. So um, it's a it's a very large file, but we're going to host it. We're going to have the RSS. It's on iTunes already. As you listen to this, even if you're on the live stream, you can go subscribe to it if you want. Uh, or you know, if you just want to keep using the YouTube video, that's fine too. It Doesn't cost us any money to use YouTube, obviously. Um, but we'll have those RSS links in the uh, podcast as we go forward, just to show that you know we're, we're paying attention. We're doing the things that we're saying we're going to do. So get us up to those ones where we can do the PC per mailbag. That's where we really want to go. Uh, okay next story here uh we'll run through a cu- the next couple really quick lee posted a review of the be quiet silent base 800 mid tower case uh i think we talked about a be quiet power supply mm-hmm. last week um again i don't know if i agree with company names that have uh punctuation in them like this yeah <laughs> be quiet question quiet would be another one you could go with um Case design, you're either gonna like it or you're not gonna like it. Uh, it kind of has uh, somebody, in the, I think, in the comments equated it to looking similar to the original Cooler Master Cosmos to some degree, I guess, but not really in terms of in terms of sizing. Um, you get uh, two doors in the front, one at the top that swings open, one at the bottom that flips open. Um, you can see kind of where your your uh, dimensions are. It's not a small case by any. By any means, Uh, and then Lee also had the silent base six hundred, so you can get an idea here of what uh, the height differences are, the size differences are. Um, Very like he's got on some blocks of wood there, so you can compare there. yeah, and the feet—I guess the feet really what remind me of the original Cosmos. On this, Jeremy, anything stand out about this case to you as you looked through this review, other than its kind of emphasis on being quiet?
1: <laughs> well, it, it is that, and I mean to be honest, uh, the big come away from this was its little brother, the six hundred, is kind of a better case overall. Okay. Uh, on the other hand, um, as you scroll down. He was mounting uh, radiators on the top. And it's really nice because one benefit you've got of that sort of interesting little addition on the top is you can still use the top of the case. If you spill something on it, it's not going to immediately hit your, your radiator and just ha- make bad things happen to the system. Oh, I so, see. So, you know, for that sort of thing, you know, top mounted fans make a hell of a lot of sense if they've got proper protection. In this case, it does, even if it does make it look like it's got some odd little wings. And just (laughs) the the separation, because, I mean, with the 600 is sort of a nicer design overall. It's more aesthetically pleasing. This one, with the add-ins on the bottom and the top, they actually do play a little bit more with the airflow. So you get really, really decent uh, performance at, as you'd expect from the name, a very quiet performance level. Uh, but yeah, and I, I think that a lot of people just sort of said, you know what? Uh, overall, the the smaller one, the 600, which uh, Lee threw a gold award to uh, back in November, is a little bit better, but hey, this guy still comes off with a silver. It's only a little bit more, uh, and you can choose the windowed or non-windowed. Yeah. Uh, the window is 150. Is, the non-windowed is... That- is it- <clears throat> Is that Sorry? Lee's
2: picture right there with no. the massive heat sink? No. Is that okay, Maury? that's their own. Yeah, because that's like a Be
0: Quiet those? cooler on
2: there, too. What yeah, yeah the one Sebastian and I saw at CES. Oh, is that, that was is. Is really old? <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. So what is this? Silent 8. So as low as, okay, 139 without a window, 149 with a window. So yeah. that's not bad.
1: The 600 is a bit cheaper. uh, Is going to be a little bit nicer. It's quieter, but on the other hand, you're going to get a lot more drives than the 800, and it's it's just going to be a little bit more rugged. And, hey, you've got wings. (laughs) Red Bull does that, I heard. Uh,
0: So that's the Be Quiet Silent Base 800 review. Check that out. Uh, And then Maury also posted a review today of the Asus X99M Workstation motherboard, which is a micro atx x99 motherboard and as you look at this photo you can say that is a crowded pcb for sure
2: um wow it's got Have fun installing that graphics card or memory yeah um, i mean it'll fit It fits oh yeah and- you got to take one out to get to the others. There's even an well, M.2 yeah. crammed in
0: between those first two. Uh, yes, it's one of Maury's yeah. dislikes on it. I mean, he liked it. So the problem is, obviously, we're trying to get as many features into a board like this as we can, but look how big the socket is. You've got to have, kind of have quad memory channels, uh, quad memory support. Uh, it's got three full-size piece REST by 16 slots. But, yeah, like I could see actually on on that if if you have, you know, a Video card with kind of a thicker backplate, then yeah. it may have an issue, but nope. Asus it comes does comes close. Warranty shows you. Oh, does he? Okay, Asus yeah. does a pretty good job of you know quality control and that kind of stuff. I mean, as long as it clears of- it, that's all that matters.
3: <laughs> I <laughs> guess if
0: it fits, it sits. If it fits, it sits yeah. correctly. Yes. Um so let's go through a couple of these features here. You've got USB three point one ports on there, uh, two Intel gigabit Ethernet connections. Uh, there's your M.2 slot here. You can notice the connections up at the top of the photo. Support Wi-Fi
1: connections.
0: Yep. Support for twenty two up to twenty two eighty. Okay, is that, is that good? That's that's cover, the that's one you're gonna get for most of them. Now more I didn't like the fact that it's placement there means that you can't access it. Without GPU, removing so. the GPU. Yeah,
3: but you don't need to just like... You shouldn't. Yeah. People need upgrade their
0: storage. M. like M. 2 SSDs. Like, no, but, 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 l- l- but maybe you l- built yeah. this system and now you bought a 950. <laughs> sure. Now well, you've got to the you've take out. the video card. It's, it's if like, you had water cooling or something like that, it's yeah. just not ideal. I'm not saying it's... Like, they don't really have a choice. Right. Right, you could put it on the back of the motherboard, but that's not any better. Yeah, they, they could have done it vertically,
4: worse. like they did on the exciting. They could have done it vertically. I, 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 think, I but think. I think storage, for
0: small form factor, you get into more issues with that too. I think the M. dot two thing is
2: not going to be a thing where you're just frequently.
0: No, sick but with it, like you know, nobody has it because yeah, how
2: many times yeah. do you ever image like an M. dot two thing?
0: Well, even if you did, you don't have
2: to like pull it to do it, right? Well, like, it's just, well if you're replacing you know, with something else, obviously. Yeah. But yeah, it's just it's it's not like. Most boards have more than one right. M.2. Sure. Uh, out of all the components in your PC that you touch the most,
4: storage is at the top of that list. Storage is the thing that you touch after you install it. You don't touch CPU after you install yeah. it, really. You don't touch heatsink after you install it. Yeah.
0: Storage is the only thing you really touch. Here's a better picture of it, actually. Here's that M.2 uh, between the PCIe connections. So, uh, It's got the Crystal ta- it's crystal Sound 2, so you got a PCB there. Um, it's got a COM port, you know, like you do, I guess. Uh connection sure will never work. die. That's right. That's right. Plenty of SATA ports, eight SATA ports on it. Um, you can see kind of your proximity to things. You can see they even had to move the like the arc around the dim slot to get the, the, the heat pipe for the coolers there. Uh, and there's your CMOS battery. That's pretty good CMOS battery placement, right? I guess next to the dims? I don't know. Easier well, to get to than I'm the M. sure M. he'll slot. tell me at the conclusion
4: of <laughs> I this. Should put it right next to the M.2 slot of this yeah. video
0: or of this article. Yeah. Should put it under the M.2 slot. <laughs> yeah. He's got the room of the GPU G- and the there. There, sorry. So no. here's the giant ass cooler photos as are expected on Mori reviews and then there you go. There's he needed I, we had to have him use a smaller cooler because that cooler is making contact with that PCB. Is it not? It's got to be.
1: Ah, it's all fine. It's fine here. Everything. Just, <laughs> the GPU. The GPU
0: right is leaning away
3: from the the core. Yeah. The only well, it also not. could be
0: the weight of the GPU doing it, since I it's not in
3: a thing, But yeah. If it was installed in a case, then the CPU or GPU would be upright, and would be hitting the core.
0: I would think to s- stump and the and screws the- in it.
4: either bending. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Just what you do is you take
3: fins. You just take all the fins and you just rake them. Yeah, you just push the fins your down, right? Because that's whatever. Who yeah, cares? Just folds them all down.
0: Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, you can see there's it's a I guess three connections there. I means is that a three by three? Yeah. Yeah. Eight hundred two eleven mm-hmm. AC. Yep. Yeah, that's pretty nice. Yep. Uh, you skipped over the serial port. I didn't. Did I? There's a serial. I talked port. about the serial. Just just yeah. above it. Boom. Serial port. Nice. <laughs> oh,
4: oh. There's the I really like back. how they give you the actual breakout. And I like how that ribbon you cable are...
0: looks like the ribbon cables uh, it, from when I first started building computers in, like, 97. Oh, come on. The, they pulled it
3: out of a warehouse somewhere. It would yeah. be the only ribbon cable in It was actually PC. cheaper
0: to put them in a box and ship them than continue paying for warehouse storage. That's true. I think. <laughs> we got three million of these. To. Just yeah. just put, them, put a header <laughs> on the motherboard and just ship a thing. Uh so we've got that. It's got the same UEFI, all the overclocking capability that you have expected or seen, fan controls, all that is there. Is there, there. Some
3: feature on this board where it would benefit from the serial port? Like something in the BIOS or some overclocking thing or something? Like is there... I don't
1: know. Man. I think it's the WS and the... Uh... Oh, the workstation. Oh, is it a workstation board? Oh, yeah. oh, that's, yeah. that's why. I didn't realize it was a WS yeah.
4: board.
3: So it's going to yeah. have probably some server features in its BIOS where you can actually get like a console during boot.
2: Uh, I don't know about uh, that. Maybe. May very well have it. Do you know how many digitizers that are extremely expensive and still are in use that use serial ports? Well, yeah. Like some of those really big CAD-CAM ones. Sure. There's a yep. lot of stuff that uses serial ports. size of ping pong table. Yeah. yeah. Well, I
3: mean, USB is technically just a serial port. Yeah. yeah. That's not what we're
0: talking about. I'm just saying. Like, yes. Uh, Mori goes through some overclocking testing. He says the overclocking wasn't as easy as he has seen on some other Asus boards. That was kind of interesting pricing wise. It's expensive, but not as much as I thought. Uh, 275 on Newegg.
3: It's not bad for a server board. Yeah. Like a workstation, slash yeah. server board. That's yeah. a lot of
0: motherboard for. It's, it is a lot of motherboard, and, and you're getting it in a kind of a compressed space. It will support SLI and Crossfire. Um with its two ports there. Weaknesses, including the placement of the M.2 port uh, and uh, exposed VRM circuitry in close proximity to CPU socket on the board underside. So don't break shit, I guess is what he's saying. Did we lose our Jeremy? No, we didn't nope. technically lose them. Yes, he's All there. Right. Wow. <laughs> he is comprised of... <laughs> his... I can count the pixels on yeah. Jeremy's face. Oh, no. oh, it's Josh's arms. <laughs> is it us?
4: Josh is in witness protection. Why Oh my goodness. Is That's it us? pretty bad. I don't know. It might be it Microsoft. It might be us. Uh, it might be Microsoft as well. Yeah, the Skypes.
0: All right, up next, we're going to talk with Josh, uh, who's going to tell me all about how well AMD did in their Q4 and fiscal year 2515. 25, oh, time. man. Going, going into the 20, future. Wow. So 2015. Sarah. Also, 2515. This is not a company I would put as a 500-year uh, future toward. necessarily. I'm glad
3: we all figured out that you know artificial intelligence brain transfer <laughs> thing. So we're still reviewing computer right. hardware. Right. Right.
0: Uh, so, uh, Josh, what happened with AMD
2: this year? As it turns out, that's a really good question. Are you still receiving me? Because yeah, I was yes. chunking you guys down. No. For a change. Whoa, whoa, no. easy. whoa, hey, we're good. We're good. All right. Well. <clears throat> Let me clear my pipes and let's get into it. So, anyway, AMD announced yesterday their their quarterly and fiscal year. Uh, wait, that's redundant. Yep, doesn't matter. Uh, yeah, they made uh, something. Let me get these numbers down straight. Their Q4 was a little bit better than they expected. Uh, it wasn't great, though. They made uh, $958 million, which is down from something like $1.06 billion the quarter before. So that's, a, what, another $48 million that they did not get. However, their losses were not as terrible as last quarter's. Remember, last quarter they took a write-down due to a lot of processors and APUs and storage that were not getting sold. So that was like $65 million write-off. But this year, this quarter... They had a $103 million loss versus $197 million for the quarter before. So their financial sheet is slightly better, even though they had poor revenue. Now, there are multiple reasons for the poor revenue. Their graphics actually went up a little bit, but still down from last year. Um, Their CPUs, APUs are still not doing great. They're doing okay, just not great. Where they probably saw the biggest loss, well, not loss, but decrease was with their custom silicon. Now as you know, uh, AMD provides PS4 and Xbox One with all their uh, all the, the the SoCs in there.
1: Right.
2: And <clears throat> these guys Sony and Microsoft, they buy these SoCs a quarter advance when they're looking forward to Q4. So a couple of quarters ago, AMD had some pretty good results because these SoC guys were making a lot. Well, Q1 and Q2 Is typically down, so of course Sony and Microsoft did not order as many to you know keep keep supply up there. So it took a hit, um, as you can see, about forty eight million worth from the quarter before. Uh, Notebooks are a little bit stronger for them, so I think that Cariso is finally getting a little bit more traction Um, in terms of graphics. Again, they're they're down. From last quarter, a little bit, yeah. and they're down significantly from last year. And, and I think part of that is that they really, other than the uh, Fury products, they don't have any new products out there. Um, now, NVIDIA's, they've got some of the, the the newer stuff, the 950 and the 960. Uh, they're out there and, and doing well, but AMD has a lot of their older, you know, uh, not Tahiti, but uh, Pitcairn. And uh, the general uh, 285, which went to the R9 380, right. those are all fairly old cards. And it wasn't until recently that the ADX was introduced that they even had anything new and interesting in the mid range. So graphics were not great as compared to you know what they could be. Um, they did start shipping their ARM. Base processor, what, the Opteron, 1110? I can't remember. I have no idea. Yeah, but it's it's like eight, 857 cores, and those are shipping. But again, they did not ship soon enough to have any real impact on their Q4 results. Now, looking forward, I have a huge amount going on in between now and, say, like June. Supposedly. Uh, we will see an AM. What? Supposedly we will suppose maybe I don't know <laughs> I don't have enough information all I know is what I know and so that's AM4 should be coming uh, late spring um, we will be seeing by the second half or they say mid-year uh, the Polaris GPUs which are based on the Samsung Global Foundries 14 nanometer uh, those will come in probably both mobile and uh, and desktop um, sizes and uh, speeds Right. But uh, anything APU, I think there's going to be an updated, what they call a 7th generation APU, uh, at least roadmaps, that should show up this spring with AM4. Uh, We don't know exactly what those are. We think that they're kind of an enhanced Carrizo using excavator cores, but certainly these will still be probably, and I'm pretty certain of it, 28 nanometer parts and not uh, any 14 or 16 nanometers that that we're kind of hoping to expect I believe that Zen uh, is going to be a late 2016 and that will be the first CPU uh, based on 14 or 16 nanometer. I'm betting 14 just because of all their agreements with global foundries. And plus it seems that Samsung's 14 nanometer LPP or low power performance is, has been in production a lot longer than what TSMC is offering at their 16 nanometer node. And, uh, we can see all the different people uh, working on that, that the Samsung's uh, process is going to be a little bit farther ahead. And uh, hopefully, you know, yields and complexity and fun things like that will, will be in AMD's favor as compared to some of the competitors who may go with TSMC. Um, so what else? I, go ahead. I, I, give it to me straight, Josh. <laughs> if uh, I had $10 million, would I invest in AMD? Okay, sure. It's a good question. Oh, was that your question? No, but they can be. Oh, okay.
1: <laughs> Gosh, go ahead. it's
2: hard to say just because I think that they do have a decent future. Uh Raja I think is doing a good job. We heard uh, you know, some whisperings that Raja is not a nice man when things don't go right and people tend to get in line when nice, you know, not nice men start paying attention to you. Um, Jim Keller, I think, is very solid in what he does, and even though he's no longer with the company, uh, I think the architecture he probably developed, and, and and again, more rumors from AMD, is that they let the Zen guys kind of do what they did. Uh, um, kind of went crazy with their design and, and research and, and where things are going, and we can hope that this will prove to be... I don't expect it to be an Athlon sixty four of two thousand three, where yeah. uh, performance and power is so much better than what Intel has. I do expect them to at least be competitive, far more so than what an eighty fifty or an eighty three seventy is, as compared to you know, a top end uh, <clears throat> Haswell or the very latest. Uh, what is the latest again? Broad, Broadwell and uh, Skylake. 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 So. Yeah, I mean, it's it's going to be similar in terms of TDP and hopefully IPC. But, uh, you know, it's going to be a little bit bigger die size because Intel does have a much better process technology than anybody else right now. And they're, you know, even though it's had hiccups, uh, they're shipping far more CPU dies out there at that process than anybody else. Right. So what was your question?
0: Uh, I mean, I just... It just
2: happens every quarter, (laughs) right? Like, Well, you know, I remember back in the early 2015, AMD said, we're we're expecting to break even by the end of 2015. Yeah. And it said there are 103 million in the hole in Q4. And they lost 600 million the year over. And uh, as compared to, what, uh, 2014, their fiscal year was something like 5.51 billion. And now it's like 3.88 billion. I mean, it's a significant yeah. jump, a uh, drop do you in think overall look, revenue.
0: Do you think AMD just has to split off the GPU division to have something
2: profitable? And then... I think that would be really short-term thinking. Because as we go forward, GPUs are going to become even closer to CPUs about where, you know, where they're going to be. I mean, they're all on the same die, but the amount of interoperability between them is going to improve I guess and that's something if else. They, that if they if they drop the years. GPU guys, I just I mean it's kind of like Adreno. I mean, what if yeah. they would held on to Adreno and really pushed that and and were a competitor with the uh, the Mali people? Or um,
0: I just almost think the, you need to have the, the GPU group needs to have some more autonomy. I mean, the the Radeon Technologies Group kind of does that in order to be successful. I, they need to be able to accelerate in the fashion that the APU and CPU division just can't keep up with.
2: Yeah, and I think that they're doing that. I mean, that's why they kind of broke it off. That's why Raj yeah. is in charge. And I think that they're going to give them kind of a lot more leeway to develop more advanced technologies. And, you know, maybe the the CPU graphics is going to take a step backwards. Maybe not take a step backwards, but it won't be as advanced as the standalone stuff, which, you know, makes, makes the brand. Yeah.
0: All right. Uh, so if you want to read more on Josh's opinion on where AMD stands after Q4, check out that editorial uh, that was just posted up there right before we recorded, actually. AMD releases – it's very. It's a very uh, to-the-point title. AMD yeah. releases Q4 2015 and fiscal year 2015 results. Ta-da. Uh, let's take a quick break here. Thank today's podcast sponsor, everybody. We are brought to you this week by our friends at Casper <clears> – <throat> um, uh this says here that I'm supposed to say we welcome a new advertiser Casper but that's not true. There's not a been, new They've been with us for a while. There's not a new yeah, advertiser. Yeah,
2: we've been in
1: bed with them for a while. Uh-huh. <laughs> and didn't
2: somebody in our uh, IRC actually bought a Casper? Yeah, I think so, at least one. And uh they were ecstatic about it.
0: That's actually excellent news. I didn't know that he would he was out there talking about it. I think we we need to have that for uh next month's ad spot. We need to get some like third party yeah, conclusive. Like I bought it. Here's what I thought. Uh, Casper, if you don't know, is an online retailer of premium mattresses at a fraction of the cost. They revolutionized the mattress industry uh, by cutting the costs and dealing with uh, cutting the cutting the costs of dealing with resellers and showrooms and passing the savings on to the consumers. Um, so, Caspers are obsessively engineered, very fair priced. They're made out of two technologies, latex and memory foam. Um, they come together for better nights and brighter days. Josh, like you might know like this uh for different reasons, they don't squeak. There's no spring. So there's no squeakiness to the mattress. Do you really think I get any action? I'm just talking about getting out of bed so you don't wake your wife up and make her mad at you.
2: You look at this face. <laughs>
0: Uh, it has uh, just the right amount of sink and bounce. Um, now, I actually have one of these mattresses. We replaced our uh, mattress with it, and I will admit to being hesitant at first because it's like a memory foam thing. I didn't, you know, it heard you heard some good, you heard some bad uh, about it from people that have used memory foam mattresses. This has been excellent. Uh, we got it just in time when we were, we're getting a new baby. Sleep yep. is very important, uh, and it has been. It has worked out fantastically. Uh, I love it. Um, and here's the best part is you can buy it online try it out completely risk free you can sleep on it for a hundred days uh and well, hopefully nights. But what if I sleep during the night? well you can sleep on it a hundred nights okay. maybe maybe it's ninety nine nights I can, can't return at, it
1: if you sleep on it at night
0: if you if, if i yeah
1: <laughs> if I, yeah, you've look got to the buy paperwork. the day bed or the night bed yes. right
0: one or the other yeah. only one or the other so you get a hundred days to try it out and if you don't like it, you can return it they'll come take it away yep. Uh, when it ships to you, it ships in a box and it, wrapped in this like plastic bag. You cut open the bag and it poof expands into this mattress. It's a little bit longer. Than it doesn't this, go so. poof and expand. Yeah, yeah. but I, I did. I did have a video of it. I, wonder, I should. We should bring that up when we when we do this in the future. Um, but uh, it's kind of a neat process yep. to like carry your mattress upstairs. It's it's in a relatively pounds. small box. Yeah, it's relatively small. We had a king mattress it weighed about 110 pounds, something like that. So it was a two person job. Mm-hmm. I, I actually just flipped it in like you know. What do you call that when you lift the tire? The tire flip. Yeah, it was basically it's that all the way up the flip. stairs to the.
4: You do crossfit.
0: Cross yeah, I do crossfit all the time, but I only do it with mattresses. Wow. So like,
3: <laughs> it, actually, if if you own one of those and you had to move, like later. Yeah. Like. As long as you can get enough like kind of heft behind it, you can actually fold it over a couple times, and with a large enough bag, you can kind of actually stick it back in a bag and put a vacuum cleaner on it and kind of like. But make sure it makes you
0: do it right because if you try to jump on it and it doesn't, it'll just like spring you back up against the wall, right? Uh, I guess. It sounds like a safety hazard to me. Yeah. Um, so a hundred day period. Uh, Casper mattresses are made in the USA, and you can get one of these without lying on a bed in a showroom and having a creepy old guy stare at you with a clipboard or or something like that I wonder if they'll um can you get like small yeah, you can samples pay extra for that, from them or something I don't think so like just to know what it's like you know no I mean? because like, people would just do that as a trick and now you got a pillow no, no, no. We get smaller Ooh, than a – well, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> what if I have a really small head? You could do that. Uh, so you can get a Casper mattress for $500 for a twin or $950 for a king. Uh, comparing that to industry average, that is an outstanding price point. And you can save an additional $50 as one of our audience members by going to casper.com slash PCPer and using promo code PCPer. That's casper.com slash PCPer. Support of PC Perspective. Now, on to the news of the week. Not a whole lot here. We'll, we'll run through this. EVGA adding motherboards. No. EVGA adding support <laughs> for base clocking, base clock overclocking on non-K CPUs to their Z170 motherboards. I don't think they were the first ones to do this, um, and I'm still not sure how Intel feels about it, but I guess it doesn't What matter. are they going to do? I, I mean, what they would do is they would stop giving you chipsets to make motherboards to sell. Oh, they like money. They do. <laughs> yeah, and, and I just think, I think the enthusiast market is just in a place where Intel's like, eh, whatever you guys do, it's fine. <laughs> Turns out whatever. Just don't get a suit. Yeah, don't, you know, <laughs> don't break stuff. So uh, EVGA, Jacob from EVGA rather, says new Z170 BIOS for B-Clock overclocking on non KCBUs coming right up. And uh, apparently that came it right up. It was not lying. It was it was like right there yeah. after we posted this. Right there. So now you can take uh, a processor like a Core i three sixty one hundred, overclock it to four point seven gigahertz thanks to uh, these updated BIOSes, and that's pretty awesome deal for a processor. How much is that CPU? Like $110 or something like that? I think so. I think Jacob should send us one of these boards. Jacob, send us one of these boards. So we, we've got the processor. We've
4: got an i three sixty one hundred. 6100 We do have an i3-6100 still in its box unopened. I'm sure he's listening, so he'll just send us one.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, no, just send us a board, and we'll run through that test with it. Yeah. And then there you go. Send us your lowest-priced Z170 board that supports that capability. That way it matches with the low cost of the so processor. So other
3: non-KCPUs you can't even base clock overclock? Correct? Huh? Yeah.
0: Is it just that the option just isn't there? Or? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I mean, in theory, like all it takes is a BIOS switch, but it, it's—I don't know if there was some like you have to f- go through some kind of validation for Intel at the beginning that you sure. don't now, or Intel fi- kind of in back channel said, oh, "Okay, fine, now you can enable it. That's fine." Yeah. I don't know exactly what the it's what just the still weird that it's only are, one manufacturer. It's you know. not
4: only one; they're like the. Th- can do it. I think. Yeah, Asrock oh. did it. I know. Supermicro did it. Oh yeah, Supermicro as- did it. From what I heard. When is, really? when is Asus gonna do it? That's what I'm wondering. Well, now you're asking for the biggest person right. to try to get it.
0: They're up the radar. ones that actually have something to lose from it as well. But too big to fail. Too big to fail. Um, speaking of interesting motherboard releases, Gigabyte launched X170 and X150 motherboards. But you guys can't guess what these are. Hmm. I've never heard of that chipset. That's a chipset that doesn't exist. What? Okay, uh, that's because they're based on the Intel C236 and C232 chipset. Okay, uh, who did we, we, we talk about last week that did this? Um, Gigabyte, I think. But, but they, they were—they've like rolled out MSI? more SKUs. I maybe it was MSI. Think. I think everybody yeah. has one of these now. But MSI or Gigabyte, rather, at CES showed off an entire line—five or seven, I six think. motherboards. I think two C236 and four C232. Okay. These are Xeon chipsets. That are. Remember we talked about before how you can buy a Xeon processor that doesn't have integrated graphics and it's sure. like $40 less. Yeah. And a lot of people that are building PCs on a budget are going that route to save a little money. But you kind of need like card. a workstation board. You or have a... to have – you can't use a Z170 chipset. so right. it's board. locking them out. Yeah. Right. So you have to yeah. have a C236, 232 chipset. Okay. So people have been buying – very bare-bones motherboards based on those chipsets. Yep. So Gigabyte said, okay, what if we make a motherboard or a set of motherboards based on those chipsets that still have all the features that you're looking for or a significant amount of those features that you're looking so for? So a gaming motherboard that can handle a Xeon. Correct. And okay. they
3: do base clock overclocking. On a Xeon.
0: Yes. Oh, do they really? Yes. Nice. Very interesting. Um, can, so, these, can
3: these boards go all the way up to, like, the crazy 10-core Xeons? No. No. That's,
4: that's a different socket. Yeah, yeah this oh, is still
0: 11-LGA okay. LED51, so okay. it's the Xeon E3-1200 V5 series of So processors. how high can you go with that? Like um, a 6700K-ish. The equivalent? Yeah. Quad-core, uh, yeah. hyper-threaded? So I think the clock speed's a little bit lower, Yeah, but you get a quad-core hyper-threaded okay. part that's a little bit lower clock speed, but you're saving 40 bucks. you can overclock it through this probably, methodology. You probably get... Similar. You get close yeah. to
4: it. Yeah. The, the real interesting part is I forget the exact mile number, but for the price of the 67 or the 6600K, the i5 part, you can get a four-thread hyper four-core hyper four-core thread hyper-threaded part with lower clocks. But it's, it's cheaper than the i5 part. So you're okay. getting all of the threads out of the processor at a little low clock speed. Right. But you could probably bump that up a couple hundred megahertz with the right. clock overclocking. And then you
0: lose the integrated graphics that nobody's super concerned about in this market. Sure. Um, yeah, so like some of these motherboards, like the Z – I'm not sure I agree with the uh, naming scheme because I just keep mispronouncing it already. But the X170 Extreme ECC and the X150 Pro ECC. It's better um, than the other brands – uh, that actually, I, I
4: forget what the like ASUS and MSI brands were, but they're more confusing.
0: Are they? So wait. Uh, so they're calling it X170, but there's no such thing as an X170 chipset. It's, it's a C236 chip, C236 chipset.
3: Now, first, my memory does ECC memory compatibility mean you have to use ECC memory in this? No, case? No, it means you
4: can. Nope. Okay. And only some of the boards in this line support ECC because the tracing's right. different and everything. Yeah. Right.
0: But it doesn't. I don't think it means it requires it. Right. Cause Not on it, these
4: boards, I don't, I don't think.
0: think they require it. No, okay. Uh, but PCIe Gen 3x4 NVMe M.2, uh, USB 3.1 support on the higher end boards. And if you look at these boards down here at the bottom, like the X150 Plus, you can see you're getting very small form factors, very minimal feature sets, bare bones designs. They went with this kind of um desert digital camo. It's, I mean, it's all it's right, it's fine. And if you actually if you watch this video, um, from CES, we actually. Oops, don't do that. Wow, where'd you Whoa. go? What have you
1: done? I don't know. Do you need
0: some help? Did I need you, an adult. You totally rewired uh, those too. There we man. go. Um, but yeah, you can you can you can see the the boards um, that we did uh, a little little run yeah, through that's here. Subtle. It's an interesting design, and like they still have killer Ethernet on them. They still have uh, a lot of features that you're looking USB for. USB 3.1. USB 3.1, yeah, and then you can see they got the power buttons and the LED the uh, the I like that they've moved away board from the designs. guns
3: so that you don't, uh,
0: you don't get... Um, <laughs> yeah, that's not really... TSA doesn't oh, like... Oh, a GI shoot. killer, Yeah. So GI killer. Yeah. So uh, check that out if you're interested in that. I, I, this is still a project I want to do. Like, I want to get one of these boards. I want to get one of those processors and just go through it. Like, make sure there's no hiccups that occur. And just see how it, how it and, compares to... And then, to, like, uh, okay, I save 40 bucks What do I get out of it? Yeah. Now you invest that money. Because the idea is the X170 board is going to cost the same as the Z170 board with the equivalent feature set. Okay. So you're not saving money or costing well, any money on the money. motherboard. Oh, uh, yeah. Right? On the motherboard. Like, So the motherboard would essentially be the same price. You're saving money on the processor. Right. But depending on what part of the GPU market you're in, $40 can make a
4: lot of difference. Yeah,
0: no, it can. Yeah, yeah. It so can make that- a lot of difference. You can get a bigger,
4: bigger SSD,
0: all
3: kinds of stuff. Are those Xeons going to necessarily stay 40 bucks cheaper with this increasing the
0: demand Uh, yeah that is up in the air right like Uh, but it's something that's been going on for a little while hey this is a nice quality video Ken. good job thank you yeah is that in 4k yeah nice of course all right um let's talk about a fractal case fractal define design nano fractal design introduces defined nano s um jeremy you know anything about this? It looks like. Isn't oh, it pretty. I thought it was going to have wheels, but it doesn't have wheels.
1: No, that's just a fancy reflection. Yeah. But it is pretty, and as you'd expect from a mini ITX case, it's a little bit small. Uh, you can already see at the back there's two exp- expansion ports. Oh, yeah. yeah. Full sized uh, ATX power supply, which is nice uh, because in some of these cases, they don't give you that option. Uh, it's. The Fractal, we've seen the Define Nano and a couple of other designs. Uh, The 9OS is sort of a newer version of it, which, uh, as you'll notice in this one, you might like because the filters are easy to get at. I like that. There is even a bottom one that pops out. You don't have to lift the entire case up to get at it.
0: Does it come out the back or the side? I believe it comes out the back.
1: Damn it. You can sort of see on the reflection. Yeah, it's not perfect, but at least...
0: since the very first case I've ever used that had a fan <laughs> filter on like the back PSU, yep. it came out the back of the case, yep. meaning that I had to move the case away from the wall mm-hmm. far enough to get. And with like I think it was like the seven the Corsair Seven Hundred D or something like that, yeah. so it's a very long case. So the filter was long. You had to move the case away far away, or, Tilt it up, or, or rotate it. Tilted and it then you got like I'm already at the length of case. Well, yeah, anyway, when you take the case
2: away from the wall like that, you lose. I don't know. The joke was lost because you You, cut out. You lose what? You lose what? Packets. I said when you take the case away from the wall, you lose base. (laughs) Oh. Yeah. Uh,
0: Yeah. Uh, Yeah, the joke uh, didn't do as well the second time. but
1: Sorry. It's all right. Yeah, if you got to repeat it, it doesn't work. Uh, It does (laughs) the same sort of thing that they did before with some of the other ones where there's the mod you vent at the top where you can take out uh, the, the fans and the venting at the top if you want it to be quieter. Oh. If you don't. You can get a little bit more performance out of it. The entire thing is sound dampened, so it's not going to make very much noise. And apart from that, it's more of an iterative upgrade uh, than anything else. Uh, we've seen similar designs from these guys before. I like the look. yeah, And that that's kind of, in my opinion, a good thing. I like just a plain, easy-looking case like this. It's got a window on the side if you want to show off your components. If you don't, stick it in a little corner. And it's going to be if you're building like a mini ITX, you got plenty of room in there to do it on.
0: Yeah, that's cool. Uh, what's it going to cost? Monies. Okay. Uh, no, it's going to
1: be like sixty-five dollars, <laughs> which is also really nice for the price point.
0: Yeah, yeah, I like that. Available sometime. Marchish, Marchish. All right, cool. Yep. They 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 do a lot of good work there. Very yeah.
1: These guys really have the yeah. uh, small form factor down. Yep.
0: Uh, Here's an interesting report. Apparently, NVIDIA is going to make more mobile GPUs based on Maxwell. No. You got me excited there for a minute. uh, Yeah, I know. There's a report that Sebastian wrote up that NVIDIA is preparing GeForce GTX 980 MX and 970 MX mobile GPUs. Essentially, the 980 MX would sit between the GTX 980 M and the GTX 980 Full size, you know, whatever, like we had talked about before. Um, so if you look at this table that uh, uh, Sebastian put in there, you can see that the uh, we're looking at, you know, slightly lower core count um, or slightly higher core count than the 980M, uh, but you also increase increased texture units. Uh, clock speeds remain pretty much unchanged. There's not honestly, there's not much difference with the 980M and the 980MX. Um, you're going up, what is that, 10% in CUDA core count or so. Um, And then the 970MX sits between the 980M and the 970M, and it kind of drops 10% core count away from uh, the GTX 980M. So I'm not I'm not sure why this is happening, why it's happening so late in the life cycle. Maybe they just have better yields. Because so. it's good to the last drop. They
4: don't need to chop off as much anymore, guess, so they can just do this. Because
0: yeah. they're still claiming the same
4: TDP of 125 watts. It certainly doesn't seem like a marketing thing, because it just makes so much more confusion. Yeah, like, this table sucks. <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, look at it. It's... At CES, we had to ask everybody, okay, 980M or
0: 980?
4: Now it's 980M, 980M. 80, 80 mx or
0: 980 yeah a bio saying in the chat that it's clocked higher but it's it's going from two, 1038 to 1048 that's 10 megahertz difference <laughs> yeah that's it it's groundbreaking i mean <sighs>
1: but come on right now this these chips have got to be cheap to make compared to when they first started and they've got to have a lot of them sitting around yeah, yeah this one yeah. bins about five megahertz higher sold as a different model yeah, it. I mean
0: it will be faster. Like a ten percent boost in shaders at the same or slightly higher clock speed will be ten percent faster in processing, right? Like it's a thing, it will happen. Yeah. Um that's how math works. But I just I, I don't see it as being necessary. Like if they had actually cut the difference, if they would split the difference between twenty forty eight, fifteen thirty six gone with seventeen, whatever the number should be, right? Now you'd maybe talk about it and you bring up the clock speed somewhere as well, because the clock speed of the full nine eighty is twelve hundred megahertz. So yeah, it's I don't know. Seems odd like I said, it seems oddly timed. Um, I don't know if
2: they're it's just product segmentation to yeah. give OEMs more freedom in so, their products. It's just the, the mobile
0: game like the mobile gaming market seems so much more complicated to me than the desktop gaming market in the it's not the case that there's less SKUs on the desktop, but for some reason, the segmentation is there easier in my mind, yep. right? And I'm working with MSI to try to get like a thing where it's like, I want you to send me each of one of your laptops, yep. gaming laptops, so I can actually see what the differences are as we go up the whole stack mm-hmm. and then maybe have a chance of even remotely explaining it to a consumer about why you would want this laptop versus this laptop, why do you want a GT80 for $4,000 versus a GS60 for 1800 right? Mechanical but. keyboard. Mechanical keyboard is indeed the answer. SLI 980s is also good. An ATN screen will probably help, too, <laughs> if you have all the monies. So there's that. Uh, Samsung apparently has announced mass production of HBM2 memory. Josh, any, anything interesting from this collection of data or this fancy well, it, vid- it's visual?
2: kind of nice in that uh, uh approved a Kind of higher in spec for each uh, hbm2 memory you can have up to uh, eight gigs pr- per stack if uh, i'm reading them right i think they're only showing uh four by eight here but, oh i see um uh, i think that's what eight high that they can do uh,
1: and uh yes. that allows
2: you to have graphics card with uh 32 gigs of space
0: that's pretty nice, right? So, like, obviously, 32 gigs of memory is a Tesla workstation-style product Yep. Yeah. thing, Fire Pro. Um, I don't think we need 32 gigs on the desktop yet. Uh, but it would be nice to be able to get more than four with HBM, which is where Fury X and Fury are left. Yep. Right? Yeah. So getting that to eight, getting that to 16 gigs in the next generation or two, I think, is pretty important. Um, I think it'd be a while before we need 32 <laughs>
1: Well, They're I mean, safe like for a little while, yes, otherwise your memory stack is going to be glaring at the GPU going. Come on, boy. Come on. Feed me. Feed me. Yeah. 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 But you do want a future perfect kind of
3: if you're going to make a next version of the spec. So,
0: yes, exactly. I mean, and, and like I said, for um, GPGPU compute stuff, high end modeling, mm-hmm. you know, like 32 gigs is, is not out of the worm. Like we've seen 16 gig cards already, I think, from NVIDIA. Yep.
4: We see eight
2: gig mobile GPUs off. Yeah, we see we eight gigs on mobile GPUs. Which I, I wish we could get a real answer either. on
4: why that keeps happening, but
2: uh, I think because it, GDDR2 memory is really cheap. <laughs> oh, they use, <laughs> but they're using GDDR5. GDDR5. Oh, yeah, but I
0: know. But I, I, if I had to guess on that answer, it would be that the memory bandwidth is lower, is slower, like the memory clock speed. So they're trying to compensate by, so they compensate the more by having more frame it. buffer, so that it's, but it doesn't, it doesn't need it. Because you're on 1080p screens, Come on. yeah. Right.
2: Well, they're
0: 4K laptops. There are some right? are coming out that way. Yeah. The EVGA oh. is going to have a 4K G-Sync gaming laptop. But I guess sure. uh, somebody Score must have it. figured out somewhere
3: that like the, the power ends up better.
0: I guess they wouldn't do it just to piss money away. <laughs> I, I would hope not. But and I can't imagine that a checkmark feature would really be worth that much at that point.
2: Yeah. But maybe well, they're probably getting a really good deal because memory manufacturers, uh, member, <laughs> you know, manufactured this. You know, pretty decent sized memory chips, but they're really slow and nobody's buying them. And so they're going to the laptop guys, like, uh, uh, so some memory? Yeah. Got it cheap. Open nice. up the thing and nice. it's like, hey, we can say we got eight gigs of memory on this thing and, you know, upsell that. And we're getting the same amount for, you know, half the price. And I don't know. It's. But you know what's really nice about these? What? What's that? If you've got four stacks, yeah. it's one terabyte a second of bandwidth with HBM 2.0. It's pretty good. That's really nice. pretty good. Nice.
0: I like it. I'm a fan of it. I just... I, the, the, the Fury it's X the, thing limiting to four gigs, it wasn't really a concern, except that when your own company was bragging about releasing an eight gig variant of the 390X, like literally a month before... It's kind of hard. It's it's not hard. It's easy for the competition to go, ha, 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 point that out and that kind did, of make a deal about it. an insane
3: amount of bandwidth. Holy crap. Hell yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. That's
0: what GPUs need, man.
3: Like, if you had 32 gig on there, like, yeah. that's all of it. And, yeah. like, <laughs> a fraction of it. That's so just everything. It's just, like, you go through all of the memory on the whole, like...
0: Yeah. It seems reasonable. I don't man. see a problem with that. Yeah.
3: Like, yeah, it's definitely beneficial for, like, that whole compute stuff where you have, like you're going through a crap load of data that's on the card. Yeah. I like, could be like, find all the instances of this in all of the memory. So like Maybe textures work. No. N- maybe. No. No? Okay. no? Not no, even no. now? No. No? Okay. No. Sorry,
0: John. <laughs> uh, real quick, before we move on to the next story, somebody asked in the chat room about our new background. This is uh, a actually one of our Patreon contributors, contributors sent me an email and said, hey, I, I want to help do some other stuff. I do graphics work, blah, blah, blah. Um, <laughs> And uh, his name's Ben Hannon, and he sent us this. This is one we're trying out. Looks pretty cool. I, yeah, I like it. We're going to do some tweaks. Uh, try are you going to animate it? It is. It, it is, is really animated slow. very slowly. We need. Oh. He's not the first person to ask that. We need the things to go a little faster. I, I do think it animates faster at the beginning of the loop video than it slows down. It does. Mm. So, you know, little tweaks here and there. But we, we liked it, and I kind of tried to match the background to it to some degree as well. Now we just got to redo the whole thing back there to be like this. Right, time. we're just going to re-CNC. Yeah, they're <laughs> restarted. Yeah, we need to make it loop uh, a little bit smoother. Yeah, see, that's nice. Well. If it did that the whole yeah. time, that'd, be, that'd yeah. be cool. We'll figure this out. Uh, okay, on to our last news story of the week. ECS Leva, uh, that kind of, the company's series of... Um, Small form-factor PCs, like really small kind of Nook-sized devices, uh, is now moving on from EMMC, thankfully, to include an M.2 port in their next iteration, apparently. No, no, not quite.
4: The Leva X2, which Sebastian reviewed, already had an M.2 slot. Now they're populating it in in the default configuration. Are they taking the
0: EMMC out? I think they are. I think they're not putting it on the board. So they're not going to, like make it a secondary no. drive or something shit. No. Okay. Uh, all right. Um, so that was like the eMMC before was rated at like 150 by 40, um, which is not awful. It's pretty good for eMMC, I guess, but meh. You know, I'm trying to run Windows on this machine. Um, so now they're going to see, okay, they're going to have machines that include M.2 SSDs without eMMC. So in this case, they're using an Intel-based 120-gig drive, It's uh, M.2 SATA, so slower than M.2 PCIe, Uh, but still that's a huge jump forward in terms of latency and bandwidth and all that type of stuff. Um, So, and it still allows them to maintain a fanless design in at least one of their models. So, glad to be gone with eMMC. Pretty crappy. It needs to go away. It's so cheap. It is very cheap, and it's very small package-wise, right? I mean, there's there's other there's other
3: faster things that are also, a small package-wise, that just you know work more like SATA, just on a single yeah package where the controller is built in and stuff like that. Right. Um, just anything other than eMMC. My goodness.
0: Yeah, our rundown has a typo. Sorry about that. We'll figure it out. I was very typo-laden. Kendall, tonight. fix I it it. Uh <laughs> <laughs> Not a chance. Not a chance. So uh, we're going to get into our hardware software picks of the week. Where did mine go? Oh, here it is. Yeah. Let me uh, let me move this out of the way here. So um I think this is something we may have done before where uh, I think I picked this. What is this called? It's called the uh Pro Toolkit. To- Pro Toolkit. Let's see if I can get the, the typo way out of it. Protech Toolkit. Um uh, no see that's the old version. Yeah, I got I, gotta... I think
4: there's like a newer version th- link on that page, I thought.
0: From all the exclusives, go to the top. Nope, here it is. Back. All new uh, Pro toolkit. The all new, Pro Tech <clears throat> toolkit. So this is um uh the the Pro Tech Pro Tech toolkit. Sixty five bucks. It's actually a, a, a pretty good deal for all the stuff you get in here. You're getting um comes in a nice uh, velcro package, if you will. Uh, opens up nicely the uh, my favorite change now is that the kind of screwdrivers and bits is magnetically attached to the case so it's very easy to take apart and then the lid is also magnetic um, so it's sticking to the table underneath the middle there Uh, but you can get access to all these bits here Uh, we're up to how many bits does this this new one have now i know it was more than what we had before 128 or 256 no. no, 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 no! Not those kinds of bits. 64. Oh, but it is a multiple. It's 64 bit. It's a 64-bit driver kit. Wait, what? <laughs> it supports the latest Drivers. version of Windows. Yeah. Uh, this actually feels better. Like the other one was kind of all plastically. This one's kind yeah. of a. Alum- this one's not kind of. It's aluminum. Uh, and it's got a really nice rotating. Uh, the other one was aluminum two, too, but it had like you know all rings and stuff. Uh,
3: okay. Whereas that one's actually knurled. Like for yeah, it is. Like it, it feels like it. Yeah, it feels more for your pleasure. Yeah, if yeah. you know what I mean. Uh, they did include the. Uh, hold on, let me look real quick. It's the security T. What is it? I think it's T six security T R six. Okay, why is that one important? Uh, we needed
4: it one the, time, and we previous, didn't have it.
3: Pre, the, previous <laughs> the previous kits kit did not. The previous kits dropped the security, which is the little hole in the center of the Torx.
4: Yeah, yep. um,
3: they dropped that at like the T seven. So the T6. It was, was very annoying
4: one. when we needed it, and, they, and it they, was
3: like, and I actually had to like order a T6 security. Oh, band. that's right. I, yeah. Um, no,
4: we just like get over it. Well,
3: bit. I ghettoed it for the, but I ordered one after that, like <laughs> so that you know I got that SSD open at is the
0: it, time. W- so like, it was originally called security because it just there's a harder little, to find the bit. Yeah. Right. But now that it's everywhere, it's everywhere. Like same for Penelope.
4: Yeah, but the amount of the percentage of people who have this a bit, standard is still so very small.
0: Um, so not only do you get that part of the kit, you also get the uh the other sections. You've got your plastic spudgers, your suction cup to remove iPhone cases, anti-static wrist strap, which I've never used one in my entire life. <gasps> just saying. Uh, you've got your guitar picks slash uh things. And then all like the little tools in it, this that I like that looks like I'm gonna I think this is like a looks like a little knife I'm gonna stab Alan with, hey, but hey. it's actually just a another it's a very spudger small, type. knife. Yeah. It's a more adorable, spudger. This would actually hurt more if I were to stand it. Oh, that right. would really hurt. Yeah, this plastic pointy, pe- pointy- plastic pointy thing is what they actually call it in the thing. But all of the tweezers and stuff are higher quality than they were before. Uh, I like this kit significantly more than the last one. It's sixty four ninety nine. dollars um, they- Oh, this is called a Jimmy.
3: And it's like... <laughs> this is a Jimmy. It's As like opposed to a star. Now, now it's not sharp at all. Now I need to buy another one. It's like I thought I had all of the other... Right. I, I have like their old micro bit kit. Okay. In in the pro in the old version of the pro kit, like the fold up, you know, yeah. thing and everything. Yeah. And I also have their macro kit, which is, you know, like the actual quarter inch driver, uh, all the different bits and everything. There's like a hundred and something of those, in that. Yeah. Which is pretty cool.
0: So I mean, it, it packs up into a pretty small little container here. This is we took this to CES with us uh, in case we needed to take apart anything used or whatever. We something. We did use it for something. What did we ended up using this for? I don't remember. I, I kicked for you in the though. jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then I had to use the jimmy to unwedge it. <laughs> jo- you
3: needed the spudger to get it out. Josh was trying to jimmy the... That we did. The... There was something in the, like in a tripod the studio. Or
0: something. Yeah, to like... Studio. Yeah. In the studio room. That's what we called it when Josh was in there. Um, mm-hmm. So that's it. You can find <laughs> it at ifixit.com. Uh, all right. I'm glad I brought the rubber sheets to CES this yeah, year. Yeah, it's, it's always a plus. Yeah. Uh, Jeremy, you are up next. Uh, So
1: who knew that uh, Humble actually had a store Okay. all year long? I didn't. I I did not either. And so I found out about it because they're having a winter sale. What? It's not like a pretend winter sale. It's like 75% off, 50% off. Uh, The lousy deals are about 40% off. And then I looked at their little scroller thing. And I'm like, wait a second! You're selling XCOM 2 for sixty bucks, not eighty and change, like Steam. Wait, eighty dollars? Oh, the on Steam it's almost eighty bucks, Canadian uh, or real dollars. But, but you can get Steam keys it's from 60, sixty real dollars, and these are Steam keys. Wow! Homeworld of Deserts of Karak is and even fifty, as opposed to almost sixty. It's good to know. So there, there's and plus it's still got part of the humble thing where a good chunk of the money you're giving them does actually go to. A, so there you go, ten percent of your purchase huh. goes to GamesAid. But you scroll down and what's on sale is pretty interesting. If you can pick it up Rocket League. You can buy it for fourteen bucks. How much is uh, it on Steam
3: right now? More than fourteen, obviously, right? It's nineteen, yeah. I think.
1: Yeah. I I mean, one of the worst ones I found was Just Cause Three is forty eight dollars US.
0: Don't buy this Deadpool game.
1: Again, seriously cheap. Uh, yeah, twenty bucks a little bit too much.
0: No, no, it's a crappy game. I've been I've been told wow. many times. Uh, Fallout two for two dollars and forty nine cents. <laughs> yeah, that would be funny to play again. Actually, Hacknet. I've heard really good things about seven fifty. Good for them, and yeah, I, I mean, it's even if it's the same price as the Steam sale. Uh,
1: everything I saw that I just did some QuickBooks for, it was cheaper than Steam.
0: Is it the same? Um,
1: you get a Steam key, so... Right, right but, is, but is
0: it the same... It's Every game is like, you get to determine how much goes to the developer versus the... In uh, this case, the charity? no,
1: because it's at the top there, 10 oh, 10% goes percent. to games okay. aid. Okay. Yeah, so, right. with a bundle where you get to sort of choose, in this case, it seems more of a, this is who's helping us sponsor it. Right, right. But, I mean, take a look. If you're looking for some older Total War games, <laughs> uh, you can spend 20 bucks and get almost all of them. A bunch of Paradox Interactive stuff, uh that Ark Survival Evolved that a lot of people are talking about right now is less than 20 bucks. Uh, <laughs> they want all your money, too.
0: How about a game called Human Resource Machine? You guys like that, right?
1: They're my favorite department. Hack Networks are really cool.
0: Yeah, HackNet's supposed to be really neat. Yeah, I've, I've heard a lot is. of people talk really good stuff about that. Uh, all right, cool. So that's the Humble Store. Gotcha. Uh, who's up next? Me? I guess so. <laughs>
2: Wait a minute. Did you guys pick so the same it's thing? To one of these, but hey, it's, it's a mouse pad. And it's the anodized aluminum from MSI. There's an interesting uh, pattern to it. So it can, you know, fit around keyboard. You can rotate it oh, around. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Then you can choose one side or the other. And it's not terrible expensive. The thing's going to last forever. Well, we've got a one long over time. here somewhere. Yeah, yeah, we we were giving them at uh, CES. Yeah, it's actually I like it a lot. Like
0: uh, I agree, like the kind of shape and form factor of it is
2: surprisingly. interesting. And they've got the uh, the rubber grommets on the corners that you can you know, just flip it upside down and it still works. It, the, the 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 metal side, what would you use that for? It
0: didn't feel to me to be a very good mousing surface for at least the mouse I'd I had use with
2: me. metal. Yeah, it depends. Okay, it's. it's um, you know, it doesn't glide as much as some of the uh, plastic surfaces, right? But uh, it does have a little bit better tactile feel, and it's going to last forever, right?
0: Yeah, I, I actually I do like it a lot. I, I it's it's just big enough that I you know I don't want to put it in my backpack with me when I go out of town necessarily every time, but if I'm going to be somewhere for several days uh, and know I'm going to have to do like actual work. Or if you're gaming, it made my life a whole lot easier editing video in Las Vegas. It did because the table we were working on in Vegas was glass. Yeah, yeah, that doesn't work very well most of the time. So there's that. All Thanks. right, uh, Alan. All right, go to the second
3: link for that. I one. I can't
0: play audio. It's not audio. Okay, it's no audio
3: there. It's just which is there? this? What what is this one? So, uh, I was looking for these headphones for a long time, and you know me. I don't want to buy stuff unless it's, like, at least on sale or something. Sure. Right?
0: And uh, That's not the case at all, but we'll continue on. The
3: high-end short earbuds, you basically, they just don't go on sale. Like, anywhere you look for them, they're a grand, which was too rich for my blood. Right? So, uh, uh, I was yes, looking around, right. looking around, and uh, they're having to be sold out right now, as I just noticed on this page, but uh, I would keep an eye there if you're looking for the... Highest, well, not they're not the highest end anymore since they just launched like crazy, crazy expensive ones at CES, which I sure as heck wouldn't buy. But, um. Now what SE, about
1: my $15,000 ones?
3: No, no, no. Uh, ah. sure, SE846, uh, those are quad driver earbuds that actually have a sub built into an earbud. Yeah. Um, and I kid you not, it sounds like a very large equivalent speaker. <laughs> like, if you were in a room listening to.
4: I, I really like how they still give you the airplane adapter. I was gonna make a comment if that's yeah, why they, they were seven hundred fifty dollars. It's,
0: it's in the
3: box. Uh, they basically just put everything in the box. But so that's twenty five percent off of something that you don't normally find on sale. And what is this website? Uh, it's just a high end audio, like a really small distributor, worthy audio. Yeah, they have other like I think these are like one of the lower end things on that site. Actually, they have like really really high end stuff. Um, but just happen to have those. And so if they get any more in, and if you're looking for them, keep an eye on that page. Um, You know, because you just can't find them for sale anywhere else. Are you going to drop these in the water? No. Okay. I'm not going to leave them out on the street after uh, they fall out of the moving truck when I move to Florence, (laughs) Kentucky to come work here.
0: That's what you say now. Yeah. I Uh, like that they're clear.
3: Uh, they are. They are clear. But so are the cheap ones. They make They make other ones that are like. Are they
0: less expensive, to be no, clear? No, they're all
3: the same. They're all the same price. Oh, I see. They make them in different colors if you want to look. You less, can't buy them in uh,
0: different colors from this place.
3: Not from this place, no. Okay. They only carry, like, the most common
0: one, which is the clear one. They come with a, a cloth?
3: Yep. For your earwax? For what? For just for cleaning the, like, the thing, the, the
0: clear part, the clear part, so everybody can see the drivers inside. <laughs> yeah, I guess. I mean, what? You know, I don't know. Um, oh man, are those diamond cables?
3: Uh, no, but they're uh, like you know high copper content, whatever vacuums, mm, or whatever low, low, low oxygen, oxygen, whatever you want to call it. And
0: is this thing that I'm po- looking at here that looks like an earplug? It doesn't you, actually look like an adapter. The clear thing right above the yellow dot the yellow that, adapter that's
2: actually the, the anal plug <laughs> oh those are <laughs> <laughs> oh shit no, you that want is, to experience the bass oh my god for real.
0: that is
3: a uh, that's like would give you better sound isolation from outside cuz that's basically like the like sound isolating earplug style thing but sound goes through the center of it <laughs> yeah. um
0: oh my god they're
3: kind of cool It comes with like special tools to like actually take the earbud assembly apart because there's actually like a filter Built yeah. into it,
4: you can change out like the actual sound filter. That's the last thing I'd want to do with my thousand-dollar headphones. Take them apart. Yeah,
3: uh, yeah. It well, it's like not like cord. the whole thing comes apart. It's just like the outer, mm, you know. No. Um, it does make them much easier to like clean out if you're worried about that kind of thing because the whole assembly that is where anything would go
0: completely comes off of the off of the thing. Let me see why where the audio is different. Let's see. No snake oil. No snake. Yeah, I'm knowledgeable. Connected. Responsive.
1: What if that's my personal lubricant of choice? Mm, I, I, I will say, say I, it was expensive. I ordered way. from
3: those guys. I got like real. They didn't try to upsell me anything. It's just like that's well, because they're not like a you know, Brooklyn-based camera simple. store. It's because no, you bought
4: expensive just... headphones, they don't have to upsell you. <laughs> that, <it> was, <laughs> that's true. But they <laughs> but they true. did it for
3: you know. It's not like the camera place that gives you like a, the too good to be true deal, and then they call you to try to upsell you on like you need a tripod and this and that. Wait, and the they're gonna thing.
0: offer Chinese audio products here? What?
3: uh yeah. that's not allowed that's what it says anyway uh if you have an opportunity to listen to sea 846s don't do so until you are capable of purchasing them that's all i'll say because they sound pretty darn good
0: <laughs> anyway yep like, yeah like, all right uh that's the end uh thank you everybody for joining us this week um wednesdays 10 p.m pacific nope wednesdays 10 p.m eastern 7 p.m pacific is when we usually record the show uh pc slash live pc pro.com slash subscribe you want to sign up for that mailing list pc slash podcast is where you can find all the links to the rss files uh mp3 files and yes we will have the new video rss file there as well as the link to the video itunes page as well which if you just go to itunes and search pc perspective video uh, you should be able to find that now um so uh, that's pretty much it. And of course, again, if anybody would like to uh, contribute and support us on patreon.com slash PCper, we would greatly appreciate it. Uh, and uh, we will.
4: Hey, next work week, hard.
2: Next, next Thursday, oh, yeah, we'll probably yeah. have a, uh, a racing live stream where, we'll, where, we'll, where, we'll, where we will be giving away the Thrustmaster T1 back wheel. So join us, race with us. He said Thrustmaster we'll figure, T-150 things wheel. Away.
0: Yes. Uh, for, yeah, for those we'll who, here. who broke up. His packets keep dropping. His packets broke up again. So, um, Damn it. So, yeah, that's it. Uh, we'll see you guys next week. I'm Ryan Schrault.
1: I'm Jeremy Holstrom.
0: I'm Josh Walrath, And I'm Alan Malentano. Goodbye.